This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. numerous sources on the internet for League of Legends news, you've come to probably the best one. I am your host, Noah Walter. Joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Wyatt Lyles. Wyatt, what's up? I am doing so good today, and I just want to make one note. Our producer, once again, shaking his head at our Fiesta Watch name, but you know what? This is the best name, and it is the best source of League of Legends news. Not just probably, it is the best source of League of Legends news. Well, hey, listen, as a great man once said, only Siths deal in absolutes, and I'm definitely not evil. So, But that's a discussion for another time. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about the LCK. Wyatt, in your wildest dreams, did you ever see KT smashing MVP 3-0? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's <laughs> talk more about that. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was a series that I think... Uh, I didn't think it was going to be a 3-0, honestly. I mean, I'm not surprised just because KT, when they're on top of their game, they are very good. I mean, they're a team that took uh, um, SKT to three games both times in the span of a week during the telecom war. So they're a very capable team. Uh, I didn't think that they were going to 3-0 just because KT had been slipping a little bit towards the end of the, the split. So I saw it more as like a 3-1, but definitely not surprised that it was a 3-0. Um, MVP, they, they're good, but they still got a long ways to go. So I, I think they kind of saw where their deficiencies were in this series. So they're going to definitely try to work on those going into the spring split. But now we've got a great series of Samsung versus, versus KT. And I know Samsung is one of your, uh, your little, uh, hold on, hold, let's uh, hold your horses there. Let's talk a little bit more about MVP before we move on to the upcoming matchup. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you we saw MVP's deficiencies. What do you think are kind of the weak links on that team? And do you think there's anything that MVP can do in the upcoming offseason to try and fix those holes? I mean, honestly, there really isn't anything that I think that they... Like, I don't think roster moves need to be made. I think it's, it's more of just they need to just kind of play better together. Because, I mean, you, you have competent people in every lane. I mean, 
if you look at um, ADD, I don't know. I think they pronounce it. Is it Ed? Is that how he pronounces it? Ed. 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 I don't know. That guy in the top lane. Um, he's strong. Beyond played pretty well in the series um, in the jungle. He, you know, had a little bit of a tough matchup here and there um, going against Score. So he wasn't the best the entire time. But it wasn't anything that I thought was worthy of losing his spot. Um, right. And then, you know, Ian was good in the mid lane. Maha, Max is great as always. So I, I think they have the pieces. Mm. What was that? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just nodding. Like, okay. it, if you remember back to the regular season when uh, the, the last time KT and MVP played, MVP's win condition was Max popping off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how many times are you going to get the perfect team fight on support Zion who picks up a quadra kill to give you the game? Right? <laughs> how many times are you going to steal Baron with Rush Q? Like, yeah, uh, it's always seemed like a mismatch on paper, but I, I agree with you. I definitely thought MVP would be coming into the series a little bit more fire, a little bit more focus, but KT just kind of ripped in the shreds. But now, they face my homeboys, Samsung. <laughs> Let me tell you why Samsung's the best. Number one, they're the best team on Earth right now. I haven't seen scrim results. So this is, when I say right now, I mean as of like two to three weeks ago. Not but, true. Disagree. Oh my lord, this guy. Okay. <laughs> Samsung's coordination is brilliant. Their macro play is fantastic. Their drafts have been on point. They don't have any glaring weaknesses, and, they're, and they've and they shown a tendency to exploit other teams' weaknesses. And I think right now with SKT, Faker, Heartstop, right? He's fine. Yeah. Hooney's been playing pretty well. The Botlane's been playing pretty, playing pretty well. But I think Peanut's slumping. I think Peanut is, like, it's crazy to look at that lineup it, it coming into the coming into the season, if you had told me that yeah, Peanut's gonna be the weakest looking member of SKT, like I'd call you a crazy person. But here we are. I think Peanut's a lot, li- not a liability, but he's close. What about you? What do you think? I mean, on the one hand, like I, I might agree with that. Like Peanut as a whole, yes, he did not have the strongest split, but we can't ignore his last showing in the in the um, in week ten because I mean he went uh, what eight seven. Eight zero and seven on yeah, grade who game beat? one. Who did he beat? It, okay, it was Rock Tigers, but still. Yeah, come on. Still. Wait, what are you doing? Wait, we just skipped ahead of this matchup because I'm I'm assuming I'm glad you along with me assume that Samsung is just going to easily clobber KT and roll on through to the finals. All right, are we both calling up by the way? Let's get a quick prediction before we continue the Samsung uh, SKT talk. Yeah, yeah, I think this is going to be. Like, KT is good, but Samsung has shown time and again that they are a strong team. I would put them, like, I I keep saying I disagree with the fact that they're the best team in the world just because I believe that SKT still holds that mantle. But I say that Samsung is a close second. So I, I'm going to say this is going to be, I'm going to call a 3-1 on this one for, okay. uh, for Samsung. I think it's really difficult to disagree with a 3-1 because... It feels so wrong to ever say that KT is going to get 3 0'd. Right? You just, you, yeah. They're just going to have one game where they pop off regardless. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm going to agree with the 3 1. Uh, but, really quickly, if you can give me your closing thoughts on SKT, we can move on to the better regions of the world, not the ones that have won every world championship, basically. So, I think SKT, I, I can understand how you or, or anybody else might say that they're kind of slumping because I, I'll admit they didn't have the best split. They still finished number one. But they had some a lot tighter victories than they've had in the past. They did a lot of three-game series against teams that they shouldn't have. So I, I'll give you that. But I still think at the end of the day, you can't beat 
the the breadth of talent that this team has and their their track record. So when it comes time to to nut up or shut up, so to speak, uh, they're gonna <laughs> they will uh, they're gonna rise to the occasion. So I think that they're gonna be able to come out on top once again. But we'll talk about that more next week when we look at that uh, that matchup coming up. Right, right, and hopefully Katie doesn't win, so we both don't have egg on our faces moving forward. Yeah, that would be kind of embarrassing. Yeah, because we don't know anything about that. Moving right along to the LPL, we are currently in week 10, the last week of the regular season, because, of course, uh, the LPL had a long break halfway through, like a two- to three-week break around week four uh, for most of the other regions. Uh, uh, Let's just give a quick rundown of what we think about the groups. Um, Over in Group A, Royal Never Give Up, they have a solid 12-3 and three record, but they I don't think they necessarily look like the strongest team right now in the league. I agree with that. It's just, they always manage, they, they have the TSM thing as of late, where they just randomly drop game one. And it's like, lads, what are you doing? You got Uzi. This is an, a, a meta where AD carries can carry. Like, it, sh- it, sh- it should be, you know, one plus one equals two. But for some reason... Uh, RNG just sometimes don't have the pieces they need. And I, I yeah. feel like the disparity in their jungle role because of Hanley, there was like, there was some kind of virus or something that swept through their house because there was a long, basically the entire LPL, because there was a lot of sick junglers uh, during the latter half of the season, which is kind of bizarre. Hopefully, like, everything's all right health-wise over there because I don't, I don't, you don't want, like, the, the corpse of Clear Love coming to MSI or whatever. Yeah, that would not be very good at all. But yeah, Royal Never Give Up is looking like a solid number one seed from Group A. Oh my god, solidified the two seed last night with a win over somebody. I'm not going to lie. Snake. Was it Snake? Yeah, no, it was Snake because yeah. LGD beat uh, Invictus. That's right, yeah. It, it, there's this huge disparity that actually I kind of want to get into where mm-hmm. the, the kind of the top two in each group look really solid. It's almost like it's... I say almost like Europe. It's much like Europe during the regular season, right? The mm-hmm. top two teams in each group look pretty solid. And in Group B, you have QG Reapers, who also look like above the the the, the doldrums of the the doldrums of mediocrity that is like the bottom of the groups. Yeah. Right? But everything else is just a quagmire. And like these bottom tier teams, sometimes they just hit randomly take series. They can just take games. It happens without rhyme or reason. This is why, of course, people love the LPL because it's like it's it's it's, it's opening a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, but it's a little maddening at the same time, you know? Yeah, it's definitely very frustrating. I mean, I had the pleasure or displeasure—I don't know how you want to look at it—of watching a few of those series um, last week. Welcome weekend. to my life. And yeah, I got a, a small taste of Noah's life the last couple months, and I have to say, it it was very strange just because watching the the play is just so frantic and so ridiculous. It almost feels like watching Challenger because they're just going for, you know, team fights randomly with no rhyme or reason sometimes. And teams will have huge leads and will lose that lead. So, you know, whereas if you look at a team in EU or or NA, if they get a lead, usually they're going to hold on to that lead unless something happens, uh, something drastic happens. But in the LPL with regularity, I was seeing teams go up by five, six thousand gold and then end up squandering it all away. I mean, even RNG lost to OMG uh, in that one, one series last week. I mean, granted, OMG ends up being the two seed, but still, it was not a great showing from your from your number one seed in that entire league. 
Um, right. And that you know, Snake also took a took a series from Invictus. So I, and you know, LGD almost took a series from IMate. So it just seems like LGD won. LGD won. They two owned it earlier today. Yeah, yeah, earlier today. Yeah, yeah. They had a twenty six minute win, and it's like, yo, you've already been mathematically eliminated. Where the hell was this all season? Exactly. Yeah. So it just seemed I. It's just very bizarre. I think the comparison with EU definitely is very apt just because you don't really know what you're going to get from these teams. There's just there's so much that is just kind of in flux and a lot of just randomness and all over the place-ness. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've seen team fights erupt out of, like, two supports going to war to Tribush. And then everybody's like, oh, I found him. Let's go! And everybody TPs in, and it's like, what's happening? It's seven minutes! Ah! Yeah, but, uh, LPL, yeah exactly. LPL needs to calm down a little bit. But let's move on. Let's move on. Let's yeah, talk, let's a little talk bit. about some good stuff. Well, let's talk about some stuff, I guess. Yeah, let's, let's, not, let's, not, let's not label things just yet. Let's talk about EU. Really quickly, a uh, quick glimpse back at our uh, last week's podcast and our predictions. Wyatt, you scored one possible point out of four for the EU region, for correctly guessing the outcome of Misfits versus Voice, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But you I got the I, game I, score wrong. Yeah, I called a 3-1 on that one. And I got nothing. Fat zero, because all everything everything that I trust ends up disappointing me in the end, but that's fine. It's Europe. I've come to expect it by now. Yeah, basically. Um, Misfits took a 3-2 win over Splice. I thought this was a very, this was a very close series. I don't want to say it was a good series, no, it definitely was not a good series. I stopped making AD Cannon a thing. AD Cannon okay, not a thing. I will come to AD Cannon's defense. I think AD Stop. Cannon is pretty good. Hear me out. He gets he gets free movement speed and defensive stats on on an ability that also allows him to reposition in a fight while procking a stun. And if you just build attack speed, you don't need AD. You don't need crit. You just stun every, you just stun lock people to death. I mean that that's true, but th- in this series, every team that picked AD Cannon lost. So well, yeah, because they're not reckless, and they're they just saw reckless yeah. pop off. Because reckless, well, is, I think the best AD Cannon in the world. Well, him, and then I guess he's apparently taught a little bit to um, to Mister Rollins as well over in Fanatic Academy. Oh, God. He picked AD oh, Cannon God. today. Because he, he picked, picked AD. It. He picked he, it. I don't know if you worked with it. He picked it. Him and him. Him and him. I'll say reckless and him. <laughs> uh, but anyways. So yeah, Misfits took the 3-2 win. Uh, you, if you have to, who's your MVP for the series, real quick, before we move on to predictions? I mean, I don't really think anybody in the in the EU is deserving of a of an MVP award. To be bang clear. right there, let's move right along. <laughs> this weekend, <laughs> Misfits versus the Unicorns of Love. Who you got? Uh, just. An- See, I don't know if I want to go the route of trying to be, like, giving hot takes and going with my gut or if I want to go with safe predictions and try to get those points. But, you know what, I'm just going to – I'm going to go for Misfits. I've really liked what I've seen from them so far. I think they have shown a lot of growth over this split. Nobody really thought they were going to do much. Um, You know, there were kind of low expectations coming in. But they have outperformed in my eyes, and they have – Played very very strong, so I, I'm gonna go with them. I mm, I'm gonna say three two just because have also been playing very well this season. It's probably the best unicorns team that we've seen ever. If you know at least I think it's safe to say that at this point. Yeah, so this is a team that they deserve to be in this spot. 
And it would kind of be a shame if they did lose just because they've been playing so strong this season after kind of having such so many near misses over the years. But right. I, I'm going to give it. Yeah. You think Misfits? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I still think Misfits. I'm going to go 3-2 Misfits on that one. All right. I'm going to say 3-1 to one to the Unicorns. Okay. A couple of reasons. First and foremost, in the top lane, I think there's a big mismatch. Alfari looked decent. He looked fine mm-hmm. against Wonder, who's not the best top laner in Europe, but he's one of the better top laners, correct? Yeah. Now he goes against Chachi. And Visit Chachi is the best top laner in Europe. I, I, I think at this point, there's no debate. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so I think there's a mismatch there. I think the Unicorn of Love's bot lane can match up well against Misfits bot lane, and the bot lane is where a lot of Misfits pressure comes from most of the time. Yeah. I think uh, the <laughs> power of Eagle trying, uh, playing his old team should be interesting, but like, I, I, just, I just see Unicorns having an answer for everything that Misfits has. And, and on top of it, Unicorns just have better team fighting. They have better macro play. They, they, they work better as a team. So 3-1 to, to, to the Unicorns. But we're going to move right along to the second series of this weekend. Fnatic randomly reviving in the playoffs and picking up a clean 3-0 sweep of H2K, who looks like they were just getting out of bed. Like, it was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, definitely. It was not... It wasn't what I don't think anybody expected, just based on how H2K had been playing so far this season. So They've been having an H2K year. They're yeah. just consistently above average. Right? <laughs> and, then and then that all came crashing down when they played Fnatic. So. Yeah, it was... I don't know what happened. It was pretty rough. Um, yeah. yeah, neither of us got points on this. I think we both predicted H2K. Feels bad, man. Yeah. Um, so now, but now we come to Fnatic versus G2. Uh, I'll start this one. Three to one to G2. I think the Fnatic hype train stops here. I think G2 stacks up way too well. I think Perks is going to clap caps. Try saying that three times fast. Um, I think Trick is the best jungler in, in Europe, and he's going to show Broxa what, what playing against like a top-tier jungler is actually like, and not Yankos when he's having a bad day. Because Yankos is basically invisible in that series. So yeah, three to one, of, uh, three to one or G two. What do you got? I'm gonna go three zero G two actually, just because okay. G two they've shown that domestically they are the cream of the crop. There's almost, I mean, they've won two splits in a row now, going on a third. So I don't see any team coming close to that. And just based on their entire season, yeah, they lost that one game at the very end um, to lose that perfect season, but. They've been playing so strong all season long, notwithstanding looking at IM Katowice because we have established that they are terrible internationally. But we pretend it doesn't happen. Yeah, just going to ignore that. But domestically, in the LCS, they have been playing at the top of their game, and they're going to roll right through to the uh, to the grand finals there with a 3-0-1 over Fnatic. All right, so there we go. Uh, just to reiterate, um, we've got G2 winning, I say 3-1, White says 3-0. We've, I've got UOL 3-1, Wyatt's got Misfits 3-2. Now let's move right along to North America, where I took a perfect 4 out of 4 points, proving that I am the best host in the history of North America. Okay, let's hold on. Let, let's bring that back a little bit. Let's not get too big for your bridges here. Just because Our producer predicted. just rolled his eyes so hard, I swear to God he's about to fall out of his chair. <laughs> As he should, because you are not the best host. 
Okay, and, okay. And anyway, but I did get four. Uh, well, thanks for your confidence, bud. But I did get a, four, a perfect four out of four points. You're um, better as a team. We're, we're a team. We don't. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We don't try to put ourselves above each other. I'm the team. You're the me. Moving on. We got P1 picking up a three zero against Dignitas. P1 looks really good. They did. They looked very good. Now, they were against Dig. And, and let's be clear, P1's strengths are where uh, come from places where Dignitas has weaknesses. P1's bottom lane is solid because they have Arrow, who's an absolute monster. And Stunt had a decent series. Whereas Dignitas has like a bottom three bottom lane. Would you agree with that? I'd agree with that, yeah. Which is why it was funny that, that LOD was talking so much traps before the before the game, talking about how Phoenix One was just a blip on the radar and they weren't really worried about it, and then they went out there and got that ass whooped. That's I feel like that's every whenever I hear anything about LOD ever, it's like, hey, did you hear LOD got uh, started talking shit and then he got stomped? And I'm like, again? <laughs> and it's, it, you know, cycle of life continues. But there are a couple of things I want to bring up as we move on to predictions for C9 versus P1. The anime matchup in in real life, in IRL, if you will. C9 orange versus C9 blue. Zig didn't look too great. I thought he had a kind of weak series. His Fizz didn't really impress me. And granted, they did play Inori all three games, and Inori had, was like playing okay. Right? He didn't yeah. have any really standout performances, but he, he, did what he, he did what Inori does. He yeah. provides a solid carry jungler. But like, I don't know. To me, it, just, it looked like Zig just wasn't super comfortable playing some of the more popular bruisers in the top lane right now. Yeah, I agree. He definitely was one of the weak links. Um, Inori started off a little a little rough. He missed like a, um, a Graves. Was it a Q or an R? I think he missed an ultimate, actually, early on in the series. So, what, But once he, they kind of... He did follow up with a really nasty one-shot combo, though, in that he game. He did, yeah. yeah. He, definitely, he bounced back really, really well. But, yeah, all of them seem to have a little bit um, a little bit of nerves coming in just because they were, you know, having seen a lot of the video packages, they were in a in a state of just kind of happy to be there after having come all the way from the promotion tournament last season. Well-deserved, well-deserved. Exactly. So, I mean, they were kind of in uncharted territory coming into that series. So, but once they settled down, they were, were lights out towards the end. So, but Zig definitely, he needs to bring a little bit more coming into the series against Cloud9. Um, against Impact. Yeah, oh I mean, boy, playoffs impact. Are you ready, Wyatt? I don't know. I don't know do if anybody. Do you think that. the monster of the top lane is going to return? I think so. I think I think Cloud Nine is going to, despite how how off they've been playing towards the end of the season. Uh-huh. I, I definitely think they're going to bounce back pretty well in this game. Okay, so so let's get a prediction from you. I'll start with you here because I have a couple of things I want to say, but I want to hear what your thoughts are because you might echo a lot of my sentiments. So yeah, my while I, I I would love to see P1 succeed, and if they make if they make me eat my pick, I will be very happy about it. Just because I think they're a really good team and they're a, a nice group of guys. Um, one of our writers on the site, Britton, had the pleasure of talking to a lot of them, and he put together a really cool article that's going to be going up soon. Um, so it was certainly nice to to see them play so well and kind of band together as a team, but. They're going to run into a really good Cloud9 team that's going to be looking to, to to prove some doubters wrong because they do have a lot of doubters going into the playoffs just mm-hmm. based on their performance towards the end of the season. But if you just look at the matchups, you know, Impact over Zig, 
contracts versus whether it be Medios or Inori. I mean, there's a reason that, I mean, Medios, yeah, he retired, but there's a reason that he's still not the, the jungler for Cloud9. Um, you know, Jensen versus Ryu, that's going to probably be pretty close just because Ryu and Arrow are the two, you know, they're really good players that they picked up. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the Jensen, Ryu, and Sneaky Arrow, um, those matchups are going to be ones that I think are going to win the series because if you look at, you know, Impact's going to win the top lane and, you know, the mid lane and the jungle is going to be a little bit iffy, but the mid lane and the bottom lane, those are going to be, that's going to be where the series is is won or lost. And I think that Cloud9 is going to have the edge there. I'm going to go 3-1 on this one. I know that's a super safe prediction, but I just I don't think that Phoenix 1 is going to get blown out the water because they do have the propensity to steal a game. So I, they'll steal a game, whether it be... It probably won't be game one. I think they're going to take like a game two or a game three, but it's going to be a four-game series, I believe. Okay, I hear what you're saying. 3-0 P1. Okay. Wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm about to be like, whoa, Noah, you bring out the super. Woo! Hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the gambler at the table who refused to stop after he's been raking in things for a while. But yeah, I wanted to just kind of talk about these matchups really quick before I actually reveal who I think is going to win. Um, Ryu destroyed Keen, but there's a difference between destroying Keen and playing against Jensen. Jensen, mechanically, I think is the best mid laner in North America. I would still value Bjergsen higher as both a team player and as somebody you can build a team or roster around. Yeah. But Jensen is a solid star player. I think Contracts is still a rookie. And while Anori is also a rookie, he's been learning. he says he's been learning a lot from Medios. And the fact that they can switch out junglers with completely different styles and what, having one... A jungler in Norway who's really aggressive and he's has really good mechanics so we can make these flashy plays versus Medios who's really intelligent who's gonna path the shit out of you and just bamboozle you to the point where you have no idea where your camps are you try to invade guess what all his camps are gone while he's getting bought first blood and you're just like what's happening he's playing Zach I should I should be able to dominate the early game <laughs> so I don't think it's as much of a mismatch there I would almost give it to P1 because I'm I have not been convinced by contracts as of late. Um, my problems are in the top lane and the bottom lane. I think Zig has been kind of looking suspect as of late. Mm-hmm. And Impact is this. And Impact is waking up. You know, he's the monster. He's the Incredible Hulk. He's getting angry. He's he's about to rip off his jersey and pop off and just get silver kills everywhere. And while Arrow is an amazing AD carry, the the fact that they have two supports that he has to spend time practicing with, and both of them are rookies, hurts them in the long run. Because you look at Smoothie, and Smoothie is having the year of his career. Uh, or at least the split of his career, right? And he's playing alongside Sneaky, who's constant, who's consistently been a top three AD carry in North America ever since like t- 2014. I want to say. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, so I think it's gonna be really difficult. But that all being said, I think Arrow is gonna be a force to be reckoned with. I think Zig will be able to hold his own for the most part, not dominate the matchup. Like we're used to, but he can. But he's shown in the past that he can play low economy champions, a low economy style, and still be successful. He can go and kill himself to initiate a team fight for the team to follow up and win, right? Yeah, definitely. I can see that. I believe in playoffs buff Ryu. I believe in the jungle. I'm calling a three two for P1. Whoa, bringing out the big guns on this one. Okay, I'm all in. I'm all in. okay, all in. let's do it. I mean, like I said, I 
I can't hate on that pick just because, I mean, like I said at the outset, if my pick turns out to be completely wrong, I'm totally fine with that because I think P1 is a really good team and they've been playing very strong. So I'd love to see them go 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 far into the tournament um, or into the playoffs. But I just I still think that, that C9 is going to bring it out. But I think this is going to be a very good series. It's going to probably be the one to watch for the weekend, I think. Wait, you're not as confident in our next series, TSM versus FlyQuest. <laughs> um, before we begin, there's something I need to address. Why? Yes. Uh, approx- uh, it's, it's on Sunday, around, I want to say, like 7, 7 o'clock Central Time, I, I, heard, I heard an anguished cry coming, <laughs> coming somewhere from, somewhere from the, the West. <laughs> Can you talk to us about FlyQuest versus CLG? Uh, CLG is a team that I hate that I am a fan of because <laughs> at every, every time I think that they're they're they've turned a corner and that they're coming back to the to their old selves and that they're going to play strong again, they go and do what they did on Sunday. You know, after the first two games. I was so happy. I was like, yes, they are doing it. They are killing it. They're about to sweep. We're going to move right on into the to the next round to face TSM. They blew it to a lead. And then completely blew it. And not like not only did they blow a 2-1, like a 2-0 lead, you know, if, if the games were super competitive. Now, game five was pretty close until they absolutely threw over a stupid team fight, which is the story of CLG's life. CLG. Anyway. CLG. <laughs> But it, you know, the the games three and four weren't even really that close. It was, it just looked like CLG completely forgot what they were doing, and it oh, it was like watching me up. play out there. Oh my god, calm down. <laughs> so yeah, it, it turned into the high show. Yeah, so bad. I can't believe you doubted playoffs high. This is this is our this is our General Washington leading the troops across the Delaware. Only it's leading a bunch of monkeys and balls. And Moon, who played surprisingly well. <laughs> but now we get to TSM versus FlyQuest. What are your predictions for this one? Because I think I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to agree. Yeah, you know, FlyQuest, while beating CLG 3-2, getting a, a reverse sweep, that's nice. But I don't think anybody it can really brag about beating CLG at this point. Um, just Jesus. because, I mean, I, I, like, I mean, I call it like I see it. I love CLG, but... They just, they're not as strong as a team as they used to be. They're so streaky that, you know, if you beat CLG, then, you know, good for you. But You won the coin flip that day. Exactly. And, and that's really what this was. I mean, everybody called this series a coin flip coming in. So it, it, it's only fitting that it came to a 3-2. Um, so, so while that's great and all that FlyQuest did that, showed great resilience to not kind of lose their, their minds when they were down 2-0 and, and kind of battle back. But... TSM is TSM. They've been playing incredibly strong. They started off a little bit slow, but they kicked it into high gear from week, I don't know, like three or four all the way towards the end. So they've been playing very, very strong. And I don't really think that FlyQuest is really going to hold a candle to this. I'd be surprised if if FlyQuest won the series. I'd be very surprised if they won the series. I I think the TSM is going to take a 3-0, honestly. Really? So the team that historically drops every game one in the history of mankind is going to 3-0? Yep, they are going to turn that trend right around. They are going to not lose that game one, and they are just going to roll right along into the finals. You know what? I think I completely agree with you. I think 
Balls does not match up well against Hanser in that Balls' best carry champions are countered by Hanser's good carry champions, and Hanser can play everything, and Hanser better win MVP this year because he's been a monster. Playoff spend scaring is something we should all keep in mind because come playoff time, come high-pressure situations, if he's on a character, if he's a character, if he's on a champion like Lee Sin, where he can make early plays and get TSM rolling, he looks really great. Bjergsen reminded everybody that he is the best player in North America when he ran in that one weekend where he like got 80 solo kills as Vladimir and just he had these disgusting team fights where he yeah. brought down to 200 HP and then he just full combo and it's like surprise my full health and all of you are dead idiots. <laughs> um. I, I don't think... I think the biggest weak point for TSM is their bot lane. And quite frankly, I don't think FlyQuest are good enough to exploit that. 3-0 to TSM. I'm wearing my TSM hat right now. You can't see it because I'm cheap, and I don't want to buy a camera for my desktop yet. <laughs> but I believe in the... Ba- I, I'm a believer in the bay life. We'll just say that. So... That's going to do it for our playoff predictions. Do you have anything else you want to talk about in the world of League of Legends? Uh, I mean... Do you want to touch on some of the new champions yet, or do you want to wait till playoffs are over for that one? I reckon I, I want to I want to get my hands on them first. I will. I if let's talk about first impressions though, because I do want to say a couple of things. Okay, go for it. I think uh, Zaya the AD carry looks kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like team utility safe. Like Zaya just seems safe, right? Yeah. She has pretty consistent CC. She has pretty consistent damage. She's always going to be relevant in team fights just because she has the shred. Her ultimate is really cool. And, you know, that's good for her. I think Rakan, the support, is going to be absolutely broken, and I cannot wait to play this guy because he looks ridiculous. He has... It, it, let, let me just... Imagine this is a top laner really quickly, right? Okay. He has a dash that gives his allies a shield, kind of like Lee Sin W. He has basically Galio's Justice Punch, only it does an AoE knockup, and it can go through walls. He has a he has a Karma Q skill shot that heals his allies, and his ultimate is he runs into everybody and already charms them. And he has freedom of movement. I've seen clips of this guy, he's so ridiculously mobile, he's I think, without a doubt, one of the best secondary initiators I've seen in a long time. I really like the design. I can't get enough of this guy. I love Rakan. I love I haven't played him yet, but I love Rakan. What about you? What do you think? I agree. Yeah, I, I like the the new mechanic with the ADC with the feathers and all of that. Um kind of it adds a little bit more strategic um skill to that to that champion and you have uh-huh. to kind of you have to be very you have to have maneuverability like in your head because you have to be able to to draw your opponents into the feathers and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, like you said, the support looks very, very strong. It's going to be one that I think is going to be the minute it goes live on the patch for, for the teams, I'm pretty sure it'll probably be MSI where it's going to be first played. Um, it's okay. going to be, yeah. So if it's going to get through a couple times and then if it does end up being as strong as it kind of looks in the outset, it, I think people are going to start banning it pretty, pretty regular, pretty regularly. So which is a shame because especially if you get both of them together, that recall animation is amazing. I love yeah, the fact that's that that's busted. Holy god! If you, yeah, so for those of you guys that don't know, if you have both of these new champions, when you recall, if one of them starts recalling, the other one can just run right over there, and because in the lore they are lovers, they will like do a little dance together. Sync the recalls. Yeah, and the the recall it syncs up and it's shorter too, I believe. So, um, so like 
Rakan, you we're about to get five man. Just go hide in that bush and recall. I'll shove this wave. I'll come to you and then we'll recall. Exactly. So it's broken. It's so broken. So that's the one that I th- they, they might want to change that one, or they might end up making some changes. Maybe you know, make it uh, don't make it quicker or something. You know, make no, it I, where you can tag it together, but not quicker. I love the mechanic. I just think it's going to be on teams. So like, okay, we probably shouldn't allow this to happen, right? Because yeah. they have a lot of synergies that. Uh, not a lot of, uh, I shouldn't say a lot of synergies, but they have a lot of strong synergies, not only in the laning phase with the attack speed buff that Zaya gives to Rakan, but also in uh, Rakan's extended uh, shielding ability. I don't know yeah. any of the names of the skills yet. I'm assuming yeah. it's a Z. Yeah, but anyways, they look ridiculous. They look fun. Uh, the teaser just came out today. It looks wonderful. Everybody go check it out on uh, the League of Legends YouTube channel. Um... I reckon that'll do it. Yeah, I think that's about it. I think there is nothing else happening in League of Legends whatsoever, and nobody can prove us wrong until we talk until we know more about the Tandem Mind situation. We'll talk about that in a later podcast. Yep. Wyatt, if the lovely people of the internet wish to know more about what you have to say and what you think on a day-to-day basis, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter at Wyatt double underscore RW. What about you, Noah? Where can they find you at? 